0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So tomorrow, tomorrow in Toronto, the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress, Toronto branch, is going to hold a mega-march downtown. And the banner is, Ukraine needs ammunition, not a ride. And it's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and it'll start at Young and Bloor. And a special speaker, a specially invited speaker at uh, the mega rally, is General Rick Hillier, the former chief of defence staff of the Canadian Armed Forces. General Hillier, good to have you back on the program with us, sir. Uh, we just spoke with the Ukrainian member of parliament who, who really described what's going on in uh, in his country today. General, do you feel very strongly, both personally and professionally, about what's going on in Ukraine, and and why are you participating in the in the mega march? What what made you decide to do it?
1: Well, I guess the reason I'm participating is because of the first two things. I feel very strongly, personally, and professionally, about what's happening in the Ukraine. And you look at Ukraine as a you know a neighbor to you in a, in a suburban neighborhood. Their house has been blown apart and they're being fired upon and their family is being killed and by one by neighbors on one side and they're singing out to us asking for assistance and we're kind of waving over the fence and saying, Yeah, we're with you, we're with you. But we're doing nothing of substance to stop that blasting and that fire and and the death and destruction. And some of the things we're doing, yeah, might help in the longer term and I, I think actually they will, but it will be longer term, and so I feel we've got to do more. And that's why I'm participating. We can't abandon you know, 43 million people to be brutalized and killed uh, by a superpower invading them.
0: I'm glad you said that, because one of the arguments that I put forward over the last weeks is, where's that magic line The NATO decides it's going to get involved? It's supposed to be the Polish border with Ukraine, but we're watching people getting killed, getting massacred. We're watching an entire society being destroyed willfully and, and with intent. So, uh, and we we have the delegation of Ukrainian members of Parliament have come to this country this week to speak with the Prime Minister. General Hillier, what would you urge the Canadian government to do beyond what it's done? And we've provided some assistance, but we've done a lot of talking, too.
1: Well, look, just take what those Ukrainian female members of Parliament uh, said yesterday in Ottawa. They need military assistance, lethal military assistance. Uh, They need more sanctions, and they need more financial support. You just look at the financial support alone. You know, it's costing the Ukraine a half billion to a billion dollars a day to fight that Russian invasion, to protect their homeland and try and keep their families alive. And, And secondly, sanctions, they need more of them. But sanctions, as I said earlier, they're going to be good three months down the road, six months down the road, a year down the road maybe. But they won't stop a single ballistic missile, a single fighter plane doing a bombing run, or a single tank. And so what they need in the short term... Very real pragmatic support. They need anti-tank weapons that can reach out long range. They need ammunition that can kill tanks for their Mark 19 grenade launchers. Go buy 100,000 of them and send to them. And they need anti air uh, or, or ground-based air defense that can reach up high because they have some low stuff, and that's driven the Russian fighter bombers up high. And now they need stuff to reach up high. They're, all that kind of stuff is available. The Ukrainians have given Canada a comprehensive list of what it is they desperately need. I've been involved with some people who put together a list of all the things that are available where you can get them to fill that list. Now we just need the Canadian government to act on it. Do something pragmatic. Do something that's going to stop those tanks and fighter bombers and, and cruise missiles and, and do something that's going to cause Russia to leave Ukraine and withdraw its troops and get out of there.
0: Yeah, uh, we just heard uh, Member of Parliament Dmitro Gurin talked to us in his constituencies, the city of Mariupol, that's where he grew up, sharing with us what the remaining civilians in Mariupol are going through. It's absolutely devastating. What's your sense, General Hillier, of the the tactics, the behaviors of the Russian army?
1: Well, they're brutal. Uh, they've invaded the country, they realize that their precision strike, which Potentially they had hoped would sort of decapitate the Ukraine government, uh, you know, in the first three, four, five days did not work. And now they've resorted to a sledgehammer brutal approach. You know, uh, they're using dumb bombs and so they'll drop them anywhere. And that means they're going to miss their target as often as they strike their target. They've targeted, uh, high rise buildings, apartment buildings with artillery, with cruise missiles. Uh, They fired on, you know, just you can see the videos yourself where a car stops on the street and a Russian fighting vehicle uh, shoots into it, destroys it, kills the two senior occupants in the vehicle. And so it's a brutal sledgehammer set of tactics. Obviously, their original plan failed. Obviously, their leadership and, and the preparation of the troops for this kind of fight is really, really poor. And they're stuck on the roads. And now they're resorting to the only weapon of choice that they have at the moment, which is that brutal smash everything in front of us, and that's what's happening in Mariupol, and that's what happened in Kharkiv, and, and that's what happened partly in Kiev also. And so that is the most brutal kind of warfare. That's what Russia is practicing right now in Ukraine.
0: Time for one more question, General Hillier. Would you support the, uh, the uh, idea of the practical reality of a no-fly zone um, a engineered heartbeat. and put in place by NATO?
1: In, in a heartbeat. And, you know, there are a variety of ways to step to that. Number one is flood Ukraine with ground-based air defense to help keep the Russian fighter bombers away as much as possible. Shoot down some of those cruise missiles. Number two is get those MiG-29s that Poland offered up. Get them into the hands of the Ukrainian defense forces. I don't know why they're not. Number three is start off with an incremental no-fly zone patrolled by NATO or the West. Make it over to humanitarian convoy routes coming out in the western part of Ukraine and then put it over the Western Ukraine complete, and then move it eastward as the situation needs. But yes, what I support it, 100%. Putin wants to do one thing. He wants to survive, and he's not going to do something stupid if he thinks he'll cause him to not survive. So, hey, let's face him down.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites.